On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. Leaving out the avocado in your salad to save money is not good for morale or your fiber intake. Luckily, State Farm knows the value of the little things. It's why they've got options, like insuring your home and ride with surprisingly great rates on both. Because you shouldn't have to give up what you love for great insurance. For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Wednesday, January 5th, Ian Cameron, Jimmy Murphy, uh, ready to uh, break down two games tonight in NHL action. Two pretty good games, though. Oilers and Maple Leafs. Blues and Penguins, who are two of the hottest teams in the NHL right now. That's your TNT game tonight. So a couple of really good games uh, to talk about here on the Wednesday edition uh, of the Ice Guys. We're glad uh, you're all here with us, either on YouTube or downloading the podcast. Uh, before we get to the two games, though, on Wednesday night, we got to look back at a very busy uh, Tuesday night uh, in the NHL. Uh, we'll start with the uh, team that Jimmy covers, the Boston Bruins. Uh, who really, from an undermanned, depleted New Jersey Devils team, got everything they could handle uh, from New Jersey last night. And the Bruins really escaped with a 5-3 win as they needed a David Posternock uh, goal to break a 3-3 deadlock with inside five minutes left to take the eventual lead. Uh, And then they added an insurance marker, which uh, New Jersey wasn't too thrilled about a slashing call, not getting called on that. But uh, nevertheless, a nice win for New Jersey, or sorry, for Boston, rather, 5-3 over New Jersey. Uh, The game still goes over the total. So for me, I I still took a shot with the Devils, but the over uh, gets there in that one, 5-3 final uh, for the uh, Bruins. Uh, How about the Florida Panthers? Extremely impressive, 6-2 over Calgary. Uh, Calgary didn't play that poorly. I think the biggest difference in the game was Florida capitalized on chances, and Bobrovsky outplayed Markstrom uh, last night. That was a uh, the main reason why Florida play, uh, got the win last night, but very impressive win for the uh, Florida Panthers. Uh, when Joe Thornton's getting us a goal for you, you know it's been a good night uh, for the uh, Florida Panthers, and uh, I think that was kind of a message here, uh, and they had a nice article about it too uh, out of Calgary after that game saying, Calgary, they've had a nice season so far, but it's almost like a – uh, a wake-up call or an eye-opening experience last night that, hey, you're going up against a Florida team that really from start to finish has been one of the top teams in the league, and they got handled pretty well uh, by Florida last night, and Florida with a nice 6-2 to two victory uh, in that game. Uh, Tampa Bay, I mean, we all, we're all over Tampa Bay, most of us on the show yesterday, Jimmy, Andrew, myself, lightning puck line, lightning team totals. I mean, we figured it was a good spot for them to bust out uh, after losing three in a row, uh, and they did just that. Uh, with a 7-2 to victory over the Columbus Blue Jackets. Corpus Allo was not sharp. He hasn't had a good season, and 
compounding the fact is he hasn't played in a while either, uh, basically coming off COVID protocol. So a good chance he wouldn't be at his best, and he certainly wasn't. It doesn't help the blue line for Columbus has been really poor at times, was again last night. That's now back-to-back. You don't want to be on this list, Jimmy. Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, one of the, I think, uh, history-making, the, the team that has allowed seven goals in consecutive home games. Uh, not good uh, for the uh, Jackets. They did it to Carolina on Saturday and again last night to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Detroit with a 6-2 win over San Jose. I was on the right side there with the Red Wings. Uh, and all of a sudden, James Reimer's got issues. He's looked like nothing but uh, nothing like the goalie he was before the Christmas break. He's been fighting the puck. Uh, the Jets beat Arizona 3-1. I thought Winnipeg would probably do more damage offensively, but they get the win there. Nashville with a 3-2 win against Vegas. Vegas made it interesting uh, late, uh, threatening to tie that game. Nashville hangs on. Anaheim beats Philly uh, 4-1. And Colorado with a 4-3 overtime win against Chicago and one of the goals of the year in the NHL. And Kale McCarr, uh, an incredible goal, individual effort. He basically gets the puck behind the net, spins to the half wall, basically does a spinorama to just basically completely puts the brakes on and leaves uh, Kirby Doc, who was checking him, or at least trying to check him uh, in his dust. And then he goes roof job, backhand, uh, forehand, backhand, uh, top shelf to beat Marc-Andre Fleury for the overtime winner. Outstanding goal. Just as outstanding as the goal was the reaction of Kevin Weeks in the booth. I mean, you could see it's like, oh! I mean, you could hear the reactions just like everybody uh, just marveling at the uh, crazy level of skill that we saw on that goal from Kale McCarr. And it's not the first time we've seen him display just this incredible ability to be a difference maker, uh, even for a defenseman to be a difference maker offensively. He's one of the, uh, you know, Bobby Orr. There's some, uh, you know, there's definitely some Bobby Orr in his, like, we're not going to say he's going to have a career like Bobby Orr. But there's no doubt there is some of that in Kale McCarr's game. His skating ability, his vision on the ice, his ability to make plays, his ability to skate and just make people miss. And then, of course, the finishing ability. You're not supposed to be able to finish like that underneath the crossbar, uh, you know, forehand, backhand like that as a defenseman. Uh, but Kale McCarr can do that. Uh, outstanding goal for him uh, last night to lead Colorado to an overtime win. Uh, Jimmy, your thoughts on uh, Tuesday night? Sorry, I have me muted. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I thought I'd see a little more from Winnipeg. Um, I don't know if it was, you know, we credit Arizona for tightening up and, and kind of staying with it there and, and staying in that game, or is it Winnipeg just sort of taking a night off and still getting away with a win? I, I don't know what how you take that there. I think it's the latter a bit, um, and I wouldn't be too happy if I was Lowry because that's a team that can't take any nights off, and if they do it against another team, chances are they're not coming away with a win. So, a little disappointed in them there, but yeah, Tampa Bay, I think we all saw that coming. Great situational spot for them. Um, they're going to start to bust out, I think, right now. They're going to start to get their groove. So that, I, I think as we go on here in the coming weeks, COVID permitting, uh, they will become a bet-on team again after that little hiccup they had over the last seven to ten days. Uh, and, you know, as for the game I covered and, you know, I watch uh, closely New Jersey-Boston. I mean, look, we – you know, we said it, uh, Ian, uh, if, if you know, they had – we were worried they wouldn't get the over without, with all those guys out, with the Hamilton out, uh, you know, Heischer and, and Zach and all those guys out there. We were worried their offense might struggle. But, man, their offense was still great. So imagine if they had those guys. I, I'd be confident in saying they come away with a win in that game. Um, I, I don't think they necessarily deserve to lose that game. They, they kept going in there, and the Bruins – 
you know, kept letting him back in. But I, I, I think it was a little bit like, you know, the Jets with the Coyotes there. I think the Bruins sat back a little too much there and they got away with one. I'm not discrediting the game they had. Their offense was great. Um, but there was a lot of sitting around in the neutral zone and kind of freewheeling. And, you know, maybe sometimes it's great to get into those games, but I don't think Cassidy uh, wants that to become a regular thing for the Bruins, especially against the teams they're playing next, which is the Minnesota Wild tomorrow night, the Tampa Bay Lightning Saturday, and then the Washington Capitals on Monday. If they play the way they did last night against any of those teams, they're going to get blown out of the building. Yeah, exactly. That was not thoroughly impressive against an undermanned, depleted Devils team for Boston to uh, slide by the way uh, that they did last night. No question about that. And I know, Jimmy, you were one of the many that was reveling about the uh, just incredible display from Kale McCarr in that overtime game-winning goal. Just outstanding. And, of course, the Twitter debate starts today where uh, some people, you know, wondering how great that can we just say it was a great goal? Why do we have to rank it? Like, you know, how great it is. It's, oh, this I've seen better. No, it was a great goal. You know, just enjoy it for what it was. It was still one of the best goals I've seen uh, this year uh, in the NHL and uh, just an outstanding display uh, of just overall skill, talent, the vision, you know, just the ability to stop on a dime. Uh, and, you know, it's just funny. And Alex B. Smith, our colleague, pointed this out to us that apparently in the postgame interview, you wouldn't have known that Kale McCarr had any clue who Kirby Doc was, you know, in the postgame. It's like uh, basically beat the uh, guy who was playing D for them. I don't even know who it was, the name. <laughs> and it was Kirby Doc. Hello, it's Kirby Doc. He's a pretty good player uh, in this league. But uh, goes to show you that uh, Kale McCarr, just a little too good for uh, Kirby Doc on that individual play. Yeah, I, I liked Alex's reference too. You know, going back to Patrick Waugh and Jeremy Roenick there. Uh, you know, yeah. I can't, I can't hear you with all these rings in my ear. Um, and I found that gif and actually tweeted that out. That was a great one by Alex. But look, uh, first of all, we all knew he was going to be good because he came from UMass. Ian. I mean, come on, I, I tell yeah, you guys about this guy a long time ago. Yeah, you know, nothing that. but good players there. Yeah, I, factory, well, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> I was telling you about him. And you know, one thing is, I'm watching him. The more I watch him, every single time I watch him. I really get mad at myself that I didn't take and, and at the time when he was at UMass, I was living back, uh, you know, right around the Boston area. So I was about an hour and a half to two hours away. Now I'm literally like 20 minutes from the Mullen Center where UMass hockey plays. But I, I, I kill myself that I didn't, you, you know, you still come to teams like Boston College and Boston University and Northeastern. I, I could have gone in and seen him play just to just to marvel at him, seen him in person. I, I kill myself as a hockey fan that I didn't do that, you know. Uh, and, and it's actually, I've been, as I'm thinking about it, I'm going to do that more. I mean, there's a lot of good young players come up to college ranks, you know, we've seen come out of there uh, right now. And, and look at what they're doing in the NHL right now. And so I'm going to take a little more time, if I can, to get out to some of these games uh, and watch them. But, I mean, that was just unreal. I, you can't blame Doc. And then, look, I, I asked Charlie Coyle today after uh, practice, uh, you know, have you ever been on, uh, the, you know, the receiving end of a play like that and got duped like that? Or, you know, what would you do if you're, he's like, no, and I don't want to think about it because that's probably nothing I can do. I mean, that's just the way you look at it. So anyone out there blaming Doc right now, like, come on, give me a break. Nobody was going to stop that. Wayne Gretzky wasn't stopping Kale McCarr there. I'm telling you, you know, Connor McDavid wasn't stopping Kale McCarr. Nobody was going to stop him there because nobody in the building knew that was coming. And that was the great part is if you follow, if you go back and look at the replay and if you can watch it in real time, watch how the camera couldn't keep up with it. The camera had no idea when he switched. There was a split second there where the camera kept going the other way and Mikhail, uh, McCarr had turned. So it's just, look, it was, it was magic. And, and it's great to see. It's great for the game. And, you know, for all those guys like my age and above who were saying, oh, those guys deserve to get decked and, 
you don't need that fancy smancy hockey and the finesse and they, they shouldn't be trying to punk people. Shut the hell up. The game definitely needs that. And, you know, Coyle made a great point. He said, look, when I was growing up, he's talking about him, not me, obviously, because I'm 47. We didn't have YouTube. But he's like, when I was growing up, I did that all the time. I was looking at plays and I'd, I'd save them and I'd go out in my driveway and, and try them on, on a street hockey net. And that's what we're seeing now is these kids are bringing those driveway tricks to the NHL and it's working. And I, I think it's fun. And it's going to attract a lot more younger kids into the game. Yeah, and everybody loves it except John Tortorella, the likes of that. Of course, who was very critical of Trevor Zegers' lacrosse pass yeah. to Sonny Milano a few weeks ago. He was being a, a contrarian, Ian. That's yeah. what I think. That's just him being him. That's all. Stir the pot, too. I think yeah. he likes that. I think he thrives on that, for especially for television. You know, say Rex Ryan does that. That's why he's there. Yeah. 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 To be but that old cranky man. A lot yeah. of you people out there, I know a lot of fans and probably people in the chat room here, probably think John Tortorella is the biggest asshole in the world. You know what? He's an asshole as a coach, but that's why he's been successful. Yeah. But I know the guy off the ice and away from the rink. Yeah. John Tortorella is one of the best people in the game that I've met in my 20 years covering the game. Yeah. I, I'm sh- I don't know if you know. Hey, he's a dog lover. He's I've heard some lover. great Anyone stories. Anyone who loves dog is fine, is fine with me. Anyone That's who loves right. dog. But yeah. just the stuff he does for that and how active he is. He's not just yeah. doing it for show. He does a lot of charity back here in Massachusetts. He's from North Shore, Boston. So, um, you know, I hope he gets another job. He gets one more chance there in the NHL. Yeah, definitely. Uh, jo- Dude, uh, but I like... I like, you know, John Tortorella, nobody's going to want him on television if he's not going to say something that gets people interested. Right. That, that's what he, Rex Ryan does the same thing for ESPN with the NFL coverage. He said a couple weeks ago, they were talking about Baker Mayfield struggles. He says, I know what to expect now from Baker Mayfield. Three interceptions and about eight commercials, he said. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a great line, yeah. <laughs> but that's what you want. You know, you want someone that's going to be a little bit funny, entertaining. And if they say something a little bit controversial or they call someone out, you know, they're going to, th- th- that's why, that's why Rex Ryan's good for television. Say what and you we know, we know. I mean, Rex, Rex likes yeah. to put feet in his mouth. So it's, it's a good thing. That's right. He does like to do that as well. No doubt. Uh, Andrew McGinnis uh, is with us now on the <laughs> Wednesday show, joining us as well. Andrew, uh, just some overall thoughts on last night. We were talking of course about the, obviously the highlight of the night was the Kale McCarr goal for Colorado, just an outstanding, uh, individual effort by the uh, a tremendously talented defenseman who just keeps getting better. Well, first and foremost, Ian, nice haircut, man. Looks good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. in the comment room there, too. Yeah. Right? It's about uh, time. It was getting long, way too long. <laughs> yeah. man, I feel like you just gained a few more years, man. You look younger. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take any of them I can get, any years off the life. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we learned that Florida is still good at home without a few, you know, a couple of key guys. Uh, you know, we, we learned lots of different things last night, I guess, but, uh, uh, Colorado, that was unbelievable. Yeah. That finish by Kale McCarr. I don't understand how anybody can downplay that. And it's all about the edges. It's the, it's kind of the new thing. Um, you know, Sidney Crosby, I've actually been at skating sessions in the off season with him and Brad Marchand working together and some of the younger players like Shane Bowers. Uh, at the local form in Halifax, those guys, all they work on is edges. You, you think they're shooting the puck together? They can shoot on the puck together together uh, by themselves. They don't need to do that. They're working on edges, offense, defense. Unbelievable goal there by Kale McCarr. Um, I thought it was great to see, but, you know, it was a chalky night. You know, I had a feeling it was going to be a chalky night last night. I cashed my uh, uh, my best bet uh, parlay on the show. And, you know, if you, if you two-team or, you know, Boston, Winnipeg, Tampa Bay, Colorado was a bit of a sweat, but uh, it was a chalky night, but we got there five and three. The overs continue to do well 
in the NHL. But uh, we'll see if that can happen tonight. I've got one prop for tonight. It's plus 125. You can get it at DraftKings. Uh, looking forward to sharing it uh, on the show. So not a lot of action for me today after yesterday was a pretty, you know, I really liked a lot yesterday. But I uh, don't love the cards today, but we'll try and find some winners. Yeah, it's only two games, and uh, I think both are a little bit tricky. Uh, even this one, we'll start with Edmonton and Toronto. We've got the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs uh, minus 290, uh, even minus 300 in some spots, home favorite, six the total. And there's been a massive, massive uh, adjustment in the price since uh, early this morning where it was around minus 210 on the Leafs, and now we're seeing almost a 90-cent move uh, on the Leafs, and it's all because of the issues with COVID-19 that have unfortunately hit the Edmonton Oilers pretty hard and it's not just Connor mcdavid who as we found out yesterday uh, tested positive uh, for covid19 but now all of a sudden we're finding out it's more than just him and of course mcdavid's out tonight but also tyson berry a defenseman uh, in covid protocol out tonight for the oilers uh, you've got ryan nugent hopkins entering the protocol as well uh, or on ir for uh, actually it's an injury for him but still he ain't gonna play tonight you've still got the likes of Derek ryan and chris russell on the blue line out so Missing a couple key uh, pieces. You're talking about Nugent Hopkins. You're talking about Connor McDavid, obviously, uh, and uh, you know a key defenseman too, and Tyson Berry, who has played pretty solid this year for the uh, Oilers. So, uh, yeah, you're concerned definitely about this with Edmonton, a slumping team that's lost four straight going into this one against Toronto. I was so impressed with the Leafs Saturday night against. I know it was Ottawa, but for them to be as crisp and sharp at both ends of the ice wasn't just offensively, but defensively. I thought their defensive game, to be off that long and to be at rock steady like that defensively uh, was terrific. They didn't give Ottawa much. They had the puck all night, the Leafs, against the Senators in that game Saturday night. Very impressive first game back after a long hiatus uh, for the Leafs. 6-0 shutout uh, over the Ottawa Senators in that game. Uh, now, they had their own scare uh, going into this game with Austin Matthews, but he's had two negative PCR tests uh, the last couple of days. So he is now okay and given the green light to play tonight for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. So good news there on that uh, front as really the only absence for the uh, Leafs. And, and look, they'll miss him. It's Andre Kasha. Uh, but everybody else is uh, going to be able to play. He's out uh, due to uh, something injury related for him. So uh, he won't be in tonight. But other than that, it's all hands on deck for the Leafs. They're a pretty healthy hockey team. Look, I'm not going to take Toronto minus 290, minus 300. No way. I mean, even with Edmonton struggling, they're depleted. Uh, I said the other night against the Rangers, you'd think you're going to get a great effort from the Oilers. I actually think you did get a solid effort, but every little mistake they made ended up in the back of their net, and it started with Miko Koskinen's misplay and gaff behind the net handling the puck, and it just um, they couldn't overcome it. Uh, they're going to go back to Mike Smith tonight. Uh, of course, Mike Smith has looked pretty uh, shaky, to say the least. In his first few games returning from injury, the Devils game wasn't great from him. The Blues game, he didn't play well either uh, in that game. I would lean Leafs team total, but here's the problem. It's minus 160. You know, I'm not going to lay a juice that much uh, on a team total over three and a half. I think the only value that I could see if you like Toronto, and it's a small bet for me in this game. What have we seen from Edmonton lately? Slow starts, giving up the first goal, and in every game they've played since the break, Four games, New Jersey, St. Louis, the Islanders, and the Rangers, they have been behind after the first period. They have been trailing after 20 minutes. I think you just go, you know, go with that. Take Toronto minus a half in the first period uh, puck line. I think that's the one that has the value. And we have a performance pattern that clearly indicates uh, in the last four games that Edmonton gives up the first goal, falls behind in the first period. 
I mean, are we really going to see evidence all of a sudden of that changing? I say, you know, don't look for ev evidence of that changing until you actually see it for yourself. So like I say, Edmonton, they have been trailing after the first period in each of their four games since returning from the break on this road trip. And you can get Toronto here minus a half plus 120 uh, in the first period puck line. So I think that would be the one bet that I'm interested in. Uh, in this game tonight with the Oilers and the Leafs. I'd lean over as well because I'll say this, Toronto's two unders, they scored, there were six goals in those two games that went under. And every other Toronto game recently, other than those two, have gone over. And the two that stayed under were six and a half totals. And you still got six goals in both of those games. And the total is right on six here at about minus 120. So I would certainly have a small bet over the total as well. But Toronto puck line first period as well. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here, Oilers and Leafs? What I think is, you know, I was just reading uh, before I go on here, Elliot Friedman's, uh, you know, 32 thoughts he does every week. And uh, where was it here? He was saying that uh, this is the the last game that they have in 12 days, the Oilers, coming up. And I think right now with the state of that team mentally, right, where they're, they're just a mess, right? And, and no, nobody knows if the team's given up on this coach, and they're probably just looking at this like, let's just get that. No McDavid. I mean, get, let's get the hell out of here. They're going to mail it in tonight. So I'm going to double Jimmy Puck line uh -oh. on the Leafs here. Leafs minus two and a half. Wow. I think they're going to throttle this team. I think this team has given up. I really do on Dave Tippett. And to see Dave Tippett walk back his comments today and all that about what happened, what he said about Koskin and the other yeah. night. That clearly tells me that somebody above him told him, you need to retract that. You need to shut up. You can't say that stuff. And so now you, that tells me that there's some division between him and maybe Holland or people above him. Uh, they're a mess. And I, I think this is the last time we see Dave Tippett behind the bench for the Edmonton Oilers is tonight. Wow. And then, so not only that the, you like the Leafs minus two. So let's unpack all of this. Whoa, Jimmy yes. threw a lot of grenades at us here. Toronto minus two <laughs> plus 150. Let's start there. Toronto's going to win. Toronto's going to win by margin, by and that three. this will be Dave Tippett's last game, and it'll make a change after tonight. Wow. Jimmy going with all of that in this game. You're right. He was retracting his comments, just as Miko Koskinen speaks to apparently Finnish television locally back home and says, talking about how, yeah, I, I hate, not, I got to play better, but I can't score goals. We've scored, what, seven yeah, goals in the, the guys last in six front. games? I love that. I yeah. love that he said that. I love that, but he. But then he says, you know, I, I don't like getting thrown under the bus. Yeah, you just threw your teammates under the bus, though. Saying yeah, that. see, That's I'm with yeah. Andrew. I'm with you. I like that, but but Ian's right there because yeah. he's he's kind of being. He's mentioned about being thrown under the bus. You just did that to your whole forward group and anybody that. You but count to me, the difference here. is he didn't say, "Well, our third line has done shit all." He just said, "In general, we haven't scored." So that's you know. Yeah, he didn't point That's 12 guys that haven't scored that many goals for him. Instead of just being like, yeah, it's the goalie's fault when you lose the game friggin' 4-1. How the hell is it the goalie's fault when you lose 4-1? How can well, you win a game scoring one goal? But, but Ian, how much confidence do you think that team – I mean, uh, Andrew, how much confidence do you think that team has in them right now? In None. None. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if him going publicly like that just tells you – They've given up on each other. Like they don't give a oh, shit yeah. what they say right now. And to me, no. that's the. But that's he's the defending best. himself. So there's to a tip splintered it. dressing room right now, no doubt. Yeah, but yeah. I, but I think the players would also agree. I mean, players don't really. No, he's not wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the players aren't going to come out there, and if if they were to clap back, they wouldn't because they if they if, I guarantee if somebody asked they was, does a job like you do, Jimmy said, hey, what do you think about you know what Koskinen said? He'd probably say, if McDavid would ask that was asked that, he'd say, well, we have to help him out more. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Don't you think that? I think the players would say he's right. 
And you're yeah. right, though. It's not really a good chemistry thing to say that, though. Right. I've just I've been around good. dress rooms a lot, yeah. you know, and there's things that, you know, when they get said, it's a red flag of where the state of the locker room is. And, and obviously it's not good there right now. But would you also agree that Tippett saying that would also piss off the players? Because yeah. that's like, that's our fucking goalie, man. Yeah. Like going, yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I yeah. think that's what I'm trying to say, guys. I, I think that Tippett and Koskinen, like things have gotten so bad that they yeah. don't care about the repercussions of what they said. Because yeah. Did you see what he said about, about his job security, though, Jimmy? Huh? He, did you see what he said about his job security? Yeah. He said, he's like, I've got a good relationship with Holland. Like, we're, you know, you guys are all seeing the fire. We're in here trying to put out the fire. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was like, dude, what are you, the mayor of Ontario? Relax. Yeah. Okay, you got to yeah. settle down for a second because uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think that's going to work out, you know, I, yeah. or the, the premier, because there's there's a lot more of just a little bit of a fire to put out in Edmonton than and just best friends yeah. fire, best friends all the time in pro sports, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's just a business, you know? Yeah. So great that job. Might have been a bad analogy to use a Ian for right yeah. now. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, definitely. People are pissed. Yeah, no doubt. Everybody now you can see it. I mean, Dave Tippett's feeling the heat and he's getting frustrated and saying things, you know, publicly, uh, Nico Koskinen is now. And if I'm Koskinen, and this goes back to what I said yesterday on the show, you know, it kind of feels like every mistake you make, Dave Tippett brings it up in public when mike smith does something bad or he sucks in a particular game where's the where's the reprimand you know where's the criticism from mike's from dave tippett when mike smith screws up and he, and he has a shitty game where is it i don't hear it has he ever said anything really really bad about mike smith very rarely i mean that's his buddy I, like i said it yesterday they've been through a lot going back to the coyotes days about over a decade ago you know they've obviously had a they've got a good relationship but still, if you're going to be critical of one goalie and say it publicly, you got to be able to say something negative about Mike Smith giving up, you know, some soft goals against the Blues and the Devils, which he did in those two games last week. That New Jersey game, I can't believe some of those goals he gave up. They were poor. And yet you didn't hear anything from Dave Tippett yeah. about Mike Smith. Not a peep about Mike Smith's play. After Look at what James McGinnis said in the group chat here. Yeah. Dave tipped it. He tipped it over. Yeah, he tipped something over. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like I like puns like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it seems like the Oilers' ship might be tipping over here if this yeah. uh, losing streak continues much further. Don't mess with Ian on puns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah take yeah. you to school. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's right. I'm the, I'm the pun king, no doubt about that. <laughs> I All saw right, you Andrew, with a few dad this... jokes on Twitter, though, Jim. Yeah, I saw you tweeting a few dad oh, yeah. jokes out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep it short and sweet. Yeah. You know, it's been uh, we've seen some high scoring games um, in the NHL since the return after that little week pause. I like the under in this game, under six. You can find some six and a half if you shop around. Um, you know, I always say that in the NHL in general, out of NBA. You know, NFL, so many sports, I believe that depth is so key in the NHL that if you lose one player, it shouldn't make or break your whole night. Well, I think the steam and the line move has definitely told you missing one of the best players, if not the best player in the world, is going to make a big difference, obviously, for the Edmonton Oilers that have probably the least amount of, uh, you know, spread out scoring, I'd say, in the league. Um, Give me the under in this game. My favorite play of the night, though, guys, it might seem like an obvious one. Leon Dreisaitl over three and a half shots plus 125. When they played against the Rangers, I got McDavid over three and a half shots at minus 125. Yeah. Now we don't even have McDavid, and somehow I'm getting Dreisaitl at a plus 125 price. This guy's going to be like, geez, who are the who the hell else is out here to score goals? It's just me. I bet you if if I could pull the Andrew Puck line, except for on a alternative shots over, I'd probably do it. Uh, and, and find a way, but unfortunately, you can't. DraftKings over three and a half shots, 
Uh, really like that. I, I, that's my strongest play of the night. Yeah, I mean, he, he's actually gone under three and a half shots in eight straight games, but this is a different situation here for a dry sidle tonight and that, you know, there's no McDavid. There's obviously going to be even more onus uh, on, on dry sidle to shoot the puck more, be aggressive uh, offensively. The one prop I bet, it's, and it's the obvious one for me because it's I always like the angle of the uh, the former player on a team going back, especially going back home because Zach Hyman is a Toronto area kid. Now playing this. Remember, the earlier meeting was in Edmonton this year between the two teams. This is the first time him in Toronto now back for the Oilers. And look, if you're going to pick someone other than Dreisaitl, who's going to score for you if you're Edmonton? Zach Hyman's a pretty good candidate. So plus 210 on Zach Hyman to score a goal tonight. Uh, that's the one I'm going to be looking at here. Again, just that you know old adage of you know the former player coming back home to the Scotiabank Arena for the first time. Uh, playing his former team now he played them in Edmonton earlier this year but this is his first time back in Toronto and uh, I would be very uh, uh, I wouldn't be surprised I should say uh, if Zach Hyman uh, has a pretty uh, solid game has a bunch of chances and has a chance to put the puck and find the back of the net tonight so uh, that's the one I like uh, Andrew like and Leon Dreisaitl over three and a half shots there uh, at that plus price uh, in this one all right we got St. Louis and Pittsburgh this is your TNT game uh, and it's good to see TNT with an earlier start for a change. And now you're going to see this more often now that we're into January. You're going to have earlier games on Wednesday nights and a lot more double headers uh, as well, TNT. So lots to look forward to with the TNT package moving forward. And by the way, TNT guys, they're going to have Sunday NHL games nationally televised after the NFL season ends. So once we get into February, March, April, you're going to see Sunday national TV games on TNT. Uh, so I like that. That's a good thing as we get to the home stretch of the uh, regular season. So now the TNT package is picking up steam now starting uh, tonight. Uh, this is a good game, by the way, St. Louis, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, minus 130 home favorites here, six, the total uh, in this game. This one's a d- difficult one for me. I, I don't feel like actively wanting to go against either of these teams. I'd lean to Pittsburgh ever so slightly. They're at home. They've won eight in a row. And is there a potential let down for not let down for St. Louis, but they just have the thrill of the lifetime playing in the winter classic. That's always a, a big moment uh, to be able to play in that game. Uh, and they get the nice six to four win uh, over Minnesota. Uh, are they ready to uh, ramp it up again here tonight and play this uh, Penguins team? Uh, Tristan Jari now was removed from COVID protocol, but he is not going to be starting tonight. It will be Casey to Smith uh, once again uh, for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins tonight in net Bennington, of course, uh, for the uh, St. Louis Blues. Um, what a wild one with Pittsburgh on Sunday. As someone that had Pittsburgh in regulation against the Sharks, that one got way too close for comfort for my liking uh, on Sunday. A 6-1 lead at one time for Pittsburgh. Ended up 6-5. Four unanswered for San Jose, but Pittsburgh hangs on, uh, gets the victory 8-5 uh, in that game. Uh, I'm really impressed with both teams right now. The Blues have certainly uh, been a freight train of late. Uh, the Penguins, of course, have as well. So it's just one of those games. The total's in a good spot at six. Uh, you know, I, Pittsburgh, to me, right now, is still, I think, going to want to dumb it down. See, I think this could be potentially uh, an under, maybe even early, a first period under, potentially, because you got to think after a crazy pond hockey game like that with Pittsburgh, you know, what was it, eight to five on Sunday? It's probably going to be onus on being uh, cleaning up uh, the, the issues the Penguins had at times in their own zone uh, in that game. So uh, this could end up being uh, one of those first period underlooks 
and maybe a live over and it'll open up. That's actually the way I'm probably going to approach this game. I don't have an official play on it before it starts. Uh, I like the way both teams are playing. I don't really want to rush to go against either of these teams at the moment. So right now, I would probably maybe look first period under and then maybe a live over after that. Maybe things start to get going a little bit uh, offensively between these two teams. But it's important to note, I mean, with the St. Louis Blues, they've got way more offensive depth than they've had uh, in the past. And, and right now, you're seeing just so many different players playing well offensively for them. Perron, Braden Shen is back now for the St. Louis Blues as well. Tarasenko looks like he's revitalized. Jordan Cairo has been excellent. Uh, Buchnevich, who they got from the Rangers in the offseason, has been a difference maker and an extra uh, option and an extra uh, weapon offensively for the Blues. So there's a lot to like with how their ability to put the puck in the net right now. So that'll be put to the test, though, with the uh, Penguins, obviously, been pretty stingy defensively prior to San Jose, but prior to that, they had been uh, pretty good defensively. Uh, we'll see how this one goes. I'm passing on a side, just a small uh, opinion of first period under and probably maybe look at a live over after that. Uh, Jimmy, your thoughts here? It's a good one on TNT, Blues-Penguins. Yeah, it is a good one. And I'm not sure any of us would have thought that when we looked at the schedule when when it came out earlier in the year or the season, before the season. But the, look, uh, credit to both teams. Uh, they've, I, I don't know, I don't want to insult them by saying overachieve, but I think they've definitely surprised everybody around the NHL and the St. Louis blues are not the St. Louis blues team that I saw in person beat the Boston Bruins in the 2019 Stanley cup final. That was a team that was more like the LA Kings in the early 2000, you know, the Boston Bruins in 2011, North South really banging hockey, getting in the corners and just old school type hockey. This team is speed, man. This is a fast team now. And, you know, you bring up Cairo there. He's just been unreal. And, uh, that will go to one of my bets right there. I like him to score a goal. You can get some good value on that still, despite the fact he's one of the hottest players in the NHL right now. Look at what he did in that winter classic. He was something else. And, and then, you know, I, I like a, a Rodriguez prop as well. Uh, you know, you look at the Pittsburgh Penguins right now. These are guys that we weren't really talking about coming into the season. I think a lot of us, myself included, would look at it and saying, ah, you know, they're kind of trying to stretch out that veteran core. But all of a sudden, those young guys uh, that seem more like role players have become more top six forwards for them uh, and top four deep pairings. So I think it's going to be a great game. I'm going to stay away from the side. Um, but I am going to, like, I, I get that uh, prop, those props there. I'm going to do a first period over, and then I'm going to take an over in the whole game. See, I agree with the chat sentiment that Casey DeSmith is a concern. He's not as good as Tristan Jari. But mm -hmm. here's the thing with the Penguins. They've been very good defensively. They're coming off a rare shoddy defensive game against San Jose. I think the emphasis is clean it up tonight in terms of the defensive play. And when you look at Jari's numbers, his goals against and his save percentage are very good, but his goals saved above average numbers are mediocre. And you know what that indicates? It indicates that he is not facing a ton of high danger chances mm -hmm. for the Penguins. Yeah, they are playing point. well in front of him. He's making the save, the routine saves. And Pittsburgh's allowing him to see the puck, you know, make the more routine, easier saves. He's not facing 10-bell chances night in and night out. And I think you're going to see Pittsburgh really try to play that way tonight because, look, they know they kind of got away with it against San Jose. And if they play that way in front of DeSmith, it's going to help DeSmith out quite a bit, like it's helped out Tristan Jari uh, this season as well. So, um, like I say, this is a really, really – this is a tough game for me. I mean, and sometimes that's okay uh, to not have a strong feel on a game. This is it. It's a great game to watch, and I will be, uh, but it's a trickier game for me, challenging game 
uh, from a betting standpoint to come up with either a side or a total in this one. Two teams playing really well at the moment. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here, Blues and Penguins? You know, you guys are getting me a little worried here. And hearing Jimmy uh, loving goals makes me a little nervous. I like the under in this game. So uh, <laughs> they, they say not to let other people talk you off picks, you know. But uh, when I'm going last in this order here, <laughs> it kind of happens a little bit. But, you know, the funny thing is that I'll point out about the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're a team, guys, that I've actually bet 12-1 to 1 to win the Eastern Conference. I like this team. I like their defensive capability. Um and I kind of wanted to go to the bargain bin, so to speak, when I was looking at my futures the other day. But one thing is, look at the teams they've played recently, right? We always say, you know, you can only beat who's in front of you. That's true. But look at the teams they have played recently. Uh, the one good thing, in eight of their last 10 games, they've only allowed two or less. So two goals or one goal from their opponents. So I don't care who you're playing. That's still impressive. And then they kind of had that performance against the Sharks. Um, so that's kind of the reason why I'm looking at it. And then looking at kind of the performance that we saw in the winter classic, um, from the blues and the wild out there in the freezing cold, you know, that was a, a sloppy, sloppy game turnovers. That was, you know, we, we use the expression pond hockey as a joke. That was Jordan Cairo wide, wide open four feet in front of the net. You just don't see that in an actual NHL arena at, like you would in winter classic, you know, that just doesn't happen. So I'm on the under six. Like I said, guys, it, this isn't my strongest card uh, the past couple of weeks here since the NHL has been back. Um, but I do like the under a little bit here. It should be interesting to see how this goes. Keep in mind the Penguins tonight, uh, it looks like in terms of who's going to – I like the Rodriguez uh, prop that uh, Jimmy mentioned. He's definitely been noticeable lately. Three, a hat trick against San Jose, six shots on goal in that game. He had nine shots on goal a couple games ago against Buffalo. Just the last three games – uh, that uh, Evan Rodriguez has played, he's had 16 shots on goal uh, in those last three games combined. So he is definitely getting opportunities uh, for the uh, Penguins. So looking at props involving him, definitely I could see the reason for it. And again, you're going to get pretty solid value for uh, him considering uh, his spot uh, in the lineup currently slated to uh, be, uh, it looks like right now on the, uh, for the uh, Penguins tonight, we've got him on the, uh, Second line with uh, Brian Boyle and Kasperi Kapanen. Uh, looks like that's going to be your second line. Gensel Crosby and Rust, of course, uh, as always. The top line for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, great stuff with uh, Andrew and Jimmy. Just two games uh, on the slate tonight. We'll have a busier uh, card to break down tomorrow. So hopefully uh, you join us for that uh, right here uh, on the Ice Guys. Uh, big slate coming up tomorrow. We're looking forward to that for sure. Uh, and in the meantime, before... Uh, we wrap up the show. We get to uh, best bets. We, of course, want to remind you about DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NHL, and with us here at THPN and the Ice Guys. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. Uh, you know someone will light the lamp, so get involved with that. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes 
with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right. Slim pickings as it is. We still have best bets every day on the show. And we'll see what we can come up with here from the two games tonight. Uh, Jimmy, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet for Wednesday? Yeah, guys, I'm going to go uh, with that over in the, uh, I, I still, I know you guys are more on the underside, but I'm, I'm feeling goals between these two teams just because of the speed that both of them can present and, and put head to head. And, and what we've seen, uh, you know, we mentioned it off the top too, is uh, the over is the way to go so far in these games back from the COVID pause. And while these guys aren't missing as many people and, and not so much people that would produce offense, uh, you know, look, you look at the each team having to adapt all the time, shift their lines around, and it's just it's hard for them to get in a groove. And sometimes that affects you more defensively than it does offensively. Uh, and I, I'll see that continue tonight with the speed that these teams can present. So give me that over in uh, St. Louis, Pittsburgh. All right. Over the uh, six here, St. Louis and Pittsburgh. Uh, best bet for uh, Jimmy Murphy in this one. And by the way, we're now up to 28 and 15 with overs since the break uh, ended. So 28 and 15 when it comes to overs across the NA, that's full game totals, 28 and 15 to the over uh, since the break, that's 65%. Now, obviously it's going to level off at some point, but uh, definitely 28. I don't know, guys, over think, think about where, where we might be uh, when these guys come back, you know, get to the point where, I mean, look, I know the Bruins looking ahead at their schedule uh, heading into last night. You know, they had to play 54 games before April 30th if they want to complete the schedule on time. Yep. How are those legs going to be by then? <laughs> They're going to be like no. stretch there. I mean, yep. are, you, are you kidding me? Those defensemen are going to be skating in quicksand. Yep, I think yep. the overtrend is going to get even bigger as we go on here. And if it does, it's just going to be a question of do odds makers have the gumption, as Darren Pang would say. And I think he's on the broadcast Good tonight. Job. That's one of his words, uh, TNT, gumption. Uh, from Darren Pang, are odds makers going to have the gumption to jack up the totals if they continue mm -hmm. to trend? Or are we going to see a seven at some point? Are we going to see more six and a halfs? And we haven't even really gotten to that point yet. We've seen more sixes uh, and certainly still see the odd five and a half, but more sixes now. Will we see more six and a halfs? Will we see a seven at some point if it keeps going this way in terms of win percentage to the over? Interesting question moving forward. And uh, or will teams finally figure it out a little bit more defensively now that they get more games under their belt after the uh, Christmas break and as they get healthier from getting players back from protocol? But all of that's a big if right now. We'll only know yeah. by watching it how it unfolds uh, over the next uh, couple teams of weeks. Teams might want to fall, you know, you're right there, because if the coaches start to be like, you know, we can't, we can't be allowing five goals, six goals a game, they're going to really – enforce the teams to stay within their structures right and they're going to start to do that trap and neutral zone trap what have you where it's a more defensive structure so maybe you're right maybe that just forces teams to clamp down we'll see every yeah, single time we start to see a bunch of six and a half pop up no joke that's when you start to switch your bet to the under it happens yeah. every Good single point. year that's it's true. like oh wow the books are getting six and a half no we're still going to see goals and then everyone gets crushed that's yeah. what happens yeah. every time 
This that is different, would, though, man. I, this is I don't. That think would this put this to the test. What we're seeing right now, but I get it. Six and yeah. a half is usually the time you want to jump ship and look the other way uh, if you've been betting more overs than. How many over five and a halfs land on six, four, two? You know, five, yeah. one. How yeah. many over? You know, I, I I wish I had that data because it's or yeah. six definitely ends a lot. up in a four, three. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Four. Exactly. Yeah. Six is such a common final result for total goals in a I hockey hate game. Six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it and it's it's really <laughs> insane to see how much that happens. Yeah, we all love P- Panger's great. Darren Pang is one of the good, uh, <laughs> great people, and uh, you know, holy jumping. How do you not love that? He's one of those people when you have, just you hear him, you, you smile. He's always so jovial and uh, into that's the like game. me with Ray Ferraro. I like Ray yeah. Ferraro. He gets a lot. I don't get how he gets some some hate, but I like Ray. No, a, there's no way anyone should hate Ray yeah. Ferraro. He's a, one of the elite, you know, analysts in uh, at the NHL. That's why ESPN paid the big bucks to bring him to their network. Yeah, I'm not just saying it, guys, because I'm I'm his buddy. You know, I know I know Kevin Weeks well, yeah. and I, I I I've talked with him about this. You know, I didn't know if maybe him doing color commentary was going to be the best thing. Like I I I think he had found his niche, you know, in in the studio there. Yes, I think good he did a there. great job yeah. there. Yeah. And we had that, t- but I'll tell you, for for a you know a moment that people are going to talk about forever in a play that we're always going to see. And for him to adapt in the split second that he did in in, in describing that McCargle right after, yeah. it just, I thought he did a great job. I, breaking I, the play I, down, yeah, yeah. I mean, because that's that's really hard, man. I mean, if, if he was like, going, "Holy shit!" Yeah, you know, you're not, you're not explain, you know, you're not expecting that, and and yeah. to be able to adapt and analyze it the way he did, I thought Weeksy did a great job. So kudos to him. No, he's good. He's good. And he was one of the first people uh, Hockey Night in Canada let go because of their financial, you know, they're bleeding money, they're hemorrhaging money. And he was yep. one of the few first people they let go uh, because of the issues Rogers is having with that an astronomical contract they signed for the NHL and TV rights. And uh, they're paying the piper for it. They've had to let go like dozens of people, at yeah. least a dozen, if not more than that. It's amazing. You know what how the many- good news is? I'm starting to see a lot of the people that were working for Rogers. Yeah. Uh, they're getting hired by uh, betting companies. Yeah, which is great. Like the even Natasha from TSN. That's obviously not great. Rogers. But they're yeah, yeah. yeah was exactly. yeah. yeah. No, there's a anyway. Bunch of them. I gotta go. I'm getting a haircut just like Ian actually. But my best bet is that prop over three and a half shots for Leon. So uh, best bets, guys, were horrible for me when I first came back with you guys, and lately they've been rolling really hot. Yes. So we'll keep it going. Yeah, exactly. You're going to go through ups and downs with those, no doubt. Uh, but right now, a good run for Andrew, like in Leon Drysidel. Or as Don Cherry called him, Leon Dreskull, uh, over three and a half shots on goal uh, for a best bet tonight uh, in this one. My best bet, look, I don't love it, but I got to give something. It's going to be Toronto minus a half, plus 120 first period. Uh, Look, Edmonton's been trailing after the first period in every game since the return from the break on this road trip. So uh, Toronto gets the lead, I believe, right? Yep. They've been trailing after the first every game. Devils, Blues, Islanders, Rangers, all four games trailing after the first period. So Toronto minus a half plus 120 first period for me for best bet. That'll wrap it up. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Jimmy Murphy and Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.